0: Mark 11 and 22. I needed that today. Thank you, Lord. Mark 11, 22, and then we're going to go over to Hebrews chapter 11. So let's start. Hallelujah. God, I bless you. We praise your name. Lord. Mark 11 and 22. The Bible says, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Before we pray, make this confession with me. I am a believer. I am not a doubter. If you're going to say it, say it like you mean it. I walk by faith and not by sight. The word of God is working for me because I believe, I receive, what God's word promises me by faith I always win I never lose because I love God and I am called according to his purpose so all things work together for my good I said all things work together for my good if I win it's working for me even when it seems like I lost it's still working for me faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God so I hear the word see the word and understand the word and by faith I am changed into what God's word says about me as Jesus is So am I in this world. If you believe it, put your hands together and say, I believe, I receive all God has for me. Hallelujah, I believe Jesus. Father, we thank you for the next few minutes in your word, Lord. Thank you that your word comes to change us, to convict us, to reprove us. Oh, God, even to strengthen us and restore and renew us, God. Breathe on the next few minutes, Holy Spirit. Help us to learn and to grow. Let our faith be increased. Let our minds be renewed. Let this word change how we live our daily lives, Father. We don't just want to be educated, God. We don't just want in- Formation this morning, God, but we want impartation from you, God. Impart something to your people. We've praised, we've shouted, we've declared. God, now help us to walk in our victory day by day. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, we're 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 in our series, Vintage Faith. Don't do that, Howard unto you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Come on, there's a word. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you. Last week, talking about faith, that's, thank you Howard, stop, stop playing Howard. thank you so much, super anointed this morning, stop playing, <laughs> so much oil in the room, Jesus, I just want to, <laughs> okay, so we started last week, uh, our conversation on faith, uh, this is Vintage Faith, I appreciate y'all so much brothers, y'all fellas are amazing, um, it, 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 so we started talking about faith last week, and uh, we're redoing a series that we, foundational for our ministry, we started here, Uh, vintage faith and we said last week sometimes you got to go back uh, to the beginning of a thing to reset and kind of get yourself moving again in the right direction and so um, I'm excited so uh, just in the way of review uh, because there's a lot of there's a lot of ground to cover and so we probably won't finish today Um, we'll maybe have to bridge next week and this week Uh, but but in the way of review we said last week that faith is fundamental uh, to the Christian experience right and we say that, the Bible says that without faith it's impossible to please God. And without uh, faith it's impossible for God to please you. Uh, because if you don't believe God, then it's hard to receive what God has for you. And so many of us spend so much of our lives running in circles and messing up and uh, trying to make things happen for us in our own power. Um, and, 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 <laughs> and we end up messing up uh, more than we help because we're not operating in faith. Uh, and so we said we wanted to really dig in here and uh, make sure we have a clear understanding. And are talking about the who, what, when, where, uh, how of faith. And we said the word vintage last week characterized by that, that which is classic, most distinctive, the best, or the original. And we said we're looking at vintage faith because the, the scripture, our text for today, it says have, uh, it says have faith in God. But the proper translation is have what? The God kind of faith. And so God's kind of faith is the only right kind of faith because God is the author of all things. Amen? Uh, So that's what we're we're looking at. We said last week also that faith, um, the word in the dictionary, is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. The biblical word pistis uh, means conviction of the truth of anything, belief, belief belief that predominates our ideas, confidence, uh, that which springs from faith. And we said persuasion, or, or and we said ultimately faith is being what? Fully persuaded. Okay, good. Fully persuaded. And we looked at Romans 4, uh, 16 through 21. We looked at uh, part of our case study, which is Abraham who is the father of faith. Remember, and we talked about Abraham, who had this promise from God that him and his wife, they were gonna be the he's gonna be the father of many nations, even though they were barren and they were old and unable to conceive a child. But they had this promise from God that they were going to have. Uh, the, he said, look up at the stars of the sky. That's how many children you're going to have. And look at the sand on the shore. You know, you can't count how many grains of sand. It's a lot of sand. Uh, he said, that's how many your, your children are going to be. And, and it had to be confounding and confusing to Abraham. But Abraham did something uh, that, that we're not going to really dig into this today. I think I'm going to do a whole day. just. But Abraham made a choice. Abraham made a choice. And, and the end of that pericope, that set the scripture, verse 21 says, he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. He was fully persuaded. Okay? Faith is a choice. can't make it any more simple than that howard you, you you choose to believe you choose god now god we said last week that god has given let me let me do this hold on hold on let me do this uh, this is not review go to james 1 uh, watch this if it's not fully persuaded it's not faith okay james 1 verse 5 it says here, if any, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive Anything from the Lord, he is double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Okay, what we are endeavoring to do is to help each other grow our faith to the point of us no longer wavering over what God has revealed to us is for us. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. Faith is <clears throat> fully persuaded. This word wavering—it's it, this, this, this—it's—it's it's this movement. It's—it's it's waver. Okay, in the Old Testament, I, I'm trying to remember where it is. It's Isaiah. That's who it is. Isaiah—he's on Mount Carmel, and he's having a showdown with the prophets of Baal and he says to the children of Israel, he says, how long will you halt between two opinions? If God is God, serve God. But if God is Baal, then serve Baal. What he was saying to them is, how long are you going to waver between two opinions? And what, what James here is bringing out, he says, now if anybody lacks wisdom, you can ask God, okay, because it is the will of God for you to have what? Wisdom, okay, because God's word says uh, wisdom is the what? Principle thing. So with all your getting, get wisdom and get an understanding. So, so good. So now we have from the book of Proverbs, we have the revealed will of God, right, that you get wisdom. So then James comes. I love how the Bible comes together. James comes and says, if you lack wisdom on something, ask God. But how do you ask God? He says, you got to ask God where destiny in faith. Why can I ask him in faith? Because I have a word from God that says I can have wisdom. So since God has told me I can have wisdom, then when I go to God, I can go to him and I can be fully persuaded that I am going to receive wisdom because he said I could. So he says you got to ask him in faith without, now, New King James says doubting. King James says wavering. He says for he who wavers is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. So, so what does a wavering person look like? God going to do it. Maybe he won't. God's going to do it. Uh, maybe he can. God said I can have it. Uh, maybe I can't. God said I am, but maybe I ain't. That's what wavering's. look like. And he, t- he turns around and says, you're double-minded. You're schizophrenic. You're unstable. So you can't receive... Anything from God, he said. Watch this. Because when you said God can do it, I'm trying to get a visual for you. Yeah. Who watches football? Okay, good. I got some football. Okay, good. Elder is a coach as a matter of fact. He knows he knows. Okay. Wide receivers have to run a route. Okay. So for the okay. So okay, a route is a play. And like they draw, they say, okay, when I say height, okay, they tell the wide receiver, you're gonna run 10 yards up. Cut two yards over, turn, pass, boom, I'm going to hit you. That's a route, okay? Okay, you get it? Does that make sense? <laughs> Wide receivers on this line, they, before they go out there, they say, okay, I got to play for you. You're going to run a route. You're 10 yards up, you're going to cut two yards over, turn, and the quarterback's and I'm going to hit you right there. Ball's coming. Bow. Right. Makes sense. Okay. So, so watch this. This is, this is what messes you up when you're double-minded. God says, I got something for you. I'm a, this is for you. What I have for you, it is for you. Run 10 yards up, cut 10 yards, 2 yards over, I'm going to hit you with it. Okay, now, you double-minded. You run 10 yards up, 2 yards over, then 1 yard back and say, I don't know if he's going to throw it. Boom. What just happened? Incomplete pass. You missed what God had for you because every time you got in place to receive it, you jump back out because you're double-minded. I'm trying to help this make sense to you. I'm not saying you literally are moving, but it's, it's a heart and a mind thing. God's trying to get something to you, but you keep moving. Uh, it's going to make sense. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I got ahead of myself. I got ahead of myself. I got to skip the review because we don't have time. Uh, faith cometh by hearing, we said last week, and hearing by the what? Word of God. Okay. We said, la- now stick with me. Last week, if you if you didn't watch last week, you make sure you go back and watch the podcast or listen to the podcast. You can get the whole message. You can listen to it about three times. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God now we said you got to have not just the logos the written word not just the graph as in scripture but you need the rhema word you need the Word of God to come alive in your heart you need the revealed will for your life because where there is no will of God revealed there can be no faith put that in your notes please if you don't have it we're gonna bring some we're gonna bring some some some, some sense to this thing we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna pull the, the foolishness we're gonna pull the foolishness out of faith Amen. that's got you out here trying to get things that don't belong to you. Wow. And blaming God when you don't get them. Oh. We're, gonna, we're gonna try to bring some structure here. So we don't we don't live in that spi- that place. Yeah. And you all the time blaming God because you don't have something that it, wa- it wasn't yours, it was hers. Okay. You can't believe God for my promise. You gotta come on. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> so we said faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God, and we said, "Who has faith? Everybody's got a measure of sense, knowledge, faith, human faith." You sit in the chair, you believe the chair will hold you up, so you sat in it. You go to work every day, believe God for the—I mean, you believe your job for the direct deposit, so you keep going to work. <laughs> if Friday come and that money don't hit your bank, you get indignant <laughs> because you believe that that money belongs to you because you got more faith in your job. Than you. Uh, sense, knowledge, faith. And then we said that believers have been given a measure of the God kind of faith and that we're endeavoring to grow it. Okay, good. So so today we're, about, we're not going to finish. 25 35, 45 minutes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the young people look at me. Oh man, can I just say oh, I just had a great time.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. I had an amazing time. I had an amazing time on Friday with the young people. We had the singles, and, and some of the teenagers went with us to Kings Dominion. And uh, we just had a ball. I'm su- super proud of uh, Sanaya. She got on the ride. She said she wasn't going to get on. I'm uh, super proud of Riley because she got on the water slides and got in the wave pool. And she was like, I I ain't doing none of that. But she did. I don't see Josh today. But Josh, he got on. I think he got on everything, right, from the time we walked in the park. There's just a couple of people who did it. Who, Janan. Janan got on every, every ride. Every ride from the time we walked in the park until we left, uh, I did not get on every ride. Let's just be clear <laughs> I wasn't crying, I was worshiping the Lord. I was the Bible says, He shall call on the name of the Lord, shall be saved. So I called on the name, You call on the name of the Lord. I was calling on Jesus on some of the roller coaster. I, <laughs> I was giving, the, I was worshiping,
1: Hallelujah!
0: God, I know you're worthy. Keep me, Jesus. It was. real. <laughs> I was crying out to the Lord. <laughs> but we, we had a ball. We got to do it again real soon. It was such a good time. And more of us have to go this time. We, need, we want the parents to come and all the kids to come. I want your kids to see how brave you. You be telling your kids, you can do anything. <laughs> you need to trust God. <laughs> get to the roller coaster and be like, the Lord ain't keep me up there. I ain't going to. <laughs> but uh, we had a great time. Okay, let's get to the work. Okay. Uh, so so in our endeavor uh, to walk, and the God kind of faith, the vintage faith, it's, it's important that we understand what and what faith is and how faith works, okay? Uh, and that's where we're going to start today. We're going to look into a little bit of, a, of, like, the combination of what it is with how it works. That's why Hebrews 11 and 1 comes into the conversation, right? Because Hebrews 11 and 1 gives us this practical, somewhat understanding of how faith works. And it says there that now faith is the, substance of things hoped for and what you got to answer sketch and the evidence of things not you were shaking I'm sorry and the evidence of this and the evidence of things not seen that caught me off guard uh, okay okay how, how, can, how can we apply something to our lives that we have not properly understood or identified uh, this is the question uh, watch this a lack of the understanding of the nature of a thing robs you of the value that thing should have in your life. Amen. Amen. The lack of the understanding of the nature of something robs you of the value it should have in your life. You have to search far, just find a few married couples. If you don't understand the nature of what a wife is, man of God, then you will not get the value out of your wife that God intended. Woman of God, if you don't understand the nature of what a husband is, you will not get the value out of your husband that God has deposited. And so we have a bunch of marriages with unfulfilled people because they thought this was one thing, And we have a bunch of people walking around saying, I'm a faith person. but They don't understand the nature of faith. They're not taking the time to understand or to study faith. And so they're not getting the value. We're going to get rid of that here. So, so, so now faith, the text says, is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. We're going to deal with the A side of that clause today. Now faith is the... We're not even dealing with now faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's it. That's today. All right? Hope. I want to start with the word hope. The dictionary defines hope as a feeling of expectation and a desire for a certain thing to happen. A feeling of trust to want something to happen or be the case. Are you with me? That's the dictionary. The Bible... The word is elipizo, E-L-I-P-I-Z-O. E-E-L-I-P-I-Z-O. Quite simply, to hopefully trust it. To hopefully trust it. Hope speaks of an unseen desire, okay? Something that we want or feel we should have that we cannot see. Pay close attention. To the word I am using, uh, faith is. I mean, hope is not Bible hope. Let Let me let me make sure. Biblical hope, the God kind of hope, is not a strong desire for something that does not exist. It's something that we cannot see. just go with the way I put it together. Okay, okay. You never hope for something that you can see or obtain on your own. I don't hope. Okay. I don't hope for Starbucks. I just go get it. So then my ability to have Starbucks, I wake up, brush my teeth, wash my face, take a shower, get in my car, I, I put some clothes on. Sorry and just, just, just miss a step, get dressed, go to the Starbucks. I get coffee. Okay? I, I, I just go get it. Okay. So I don't hope for it because I have it within my ability to just obtain it. Okay. I don't hope for a MacBook because I have it. It's right here, and I can see it. Hope is never relegated to things that you can either, one, Jason, see or, two, just obtain. It's not not a lack of hope that keeps me from getting Starbucks. It would only be laziness. So, (laughs) So you don't need to hope for a paycheck if you got a job. You just don't be lazy and go to work. You can't use faith to get what you can obtain by just obeying and doing what you're supposed to be. There's no hope for that. I mean, a lot of times we try to, you have to talk to somebody, I believe in God. I believe in God for this million dollars. Man, do you have a million dollar idea? <laughs> do you have a business? Because your job, unless you're the CEO, they're not giving you not, <laughs> they're not giving you a million You come with a million dollars there. You come with them chicken nuggets, but they didn't even give him a million dollars. But anyway. Uh, <sighs> okay. Let me stick. Okay. Romans 8. Go to Romans 8. I'm going to help you see this from the word. Romans eight twenty three. It says here, not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves eagerly awaiting for the adoption. The redemption of our body for we were saved in this hope but hope that is seen is not hope for why does one hope why would one still hope for what he sees but if we hope for what we do not see we eagerly wait for it with perseverance okay that's the bible we don't hope for that which we can already see, we hope for that which is unseen. Notice I did not say which does not exist. Hold on to that. That's important for your faith. Okay? Uh, here Paul is talking about salvation in the text, but it's a principle that applies across the board. We in our unsaved states could not see ourselves saved. Nor could you save yourself. But when you heard the word of faith for salvation, a hope for salvation sprung up on the inside of you, and faith for that salvation came from the word that you heard. Does that make sense? Don't you, I ain't talking to me, y- I'm talking to y'all. Remember? Does that make sense to you all? Or do I need to say tell me if I need to say it again, Janine, Don't you say it again? Say it again. Okay, good. He said, he say said it again. I was playing my game. Uh, okay. Uh, faith. Okay. You were unsaved. You wasn't unsaved walking down the street. I'm going to hell one day. I think I want to be saved now. That's not the way it works. Okay? God had to, okay, praise the Lord. God had to allow a word of faith to come to you. Okay. Whether you came to church and I preached and you gave your life to Jesus. Or you went to your mom and dad's church. You went to grandma's church. he oh, said you could have been laying in the bed in the hospital, and the Lord could have touched you and said, "You know, spoke to you. You need to be saved. I've come for you, so you can give the, your life to Jesus." Whatever happened, you received the word, and so now hope comes because now your open, Your eyes have been open. I've been living crazy oh, my. I don't want to live this way anymore. I want to live for God. I want to. I want this life that they are talking about. I want to know this Jesus. Now there's a hope. And there's also a word that says, and you can be saved. For Christ died for your sins and he shed his blood on the cross. And because he died for you and he rose again, you can be saved. So now you've got a hope for salvation and you've got a word on salvation. When you took the hope and you put it together with the word, salvation comes. So hope then becomes essential to faith. For if you ain't hoping for nothing, then what can your faith give substance to? See? Does that make sense? I'm not looking for your amens. I'm looking for your understanding in your eyes. I don't need your amen. I need you to understand. If you don't... If you don't want nothing in life, then this walk ain't for you. It's the same. If you have no desire... To live the God, kind. the Bible says uh, the thief came up as to me to steal, kill, destroy, but but Christ said, but I came that you might have what life, a uh, more and that more abundant. The Amplified Bible says to the full until it overflows. Okay, so the believer then has to be somebody who wants the abundant life. Amen. And that doesn't just mean money. Don't get. See, church has screwed us up. Every, y'all think everything is about money. Everything is not about money. Money is nice. I'm not saying any, I, I like money. Okay. I'm just saying it's not all about money. A, abundant life is a good marriage. It's a thriving relationship with your children. It's a prosperous career. It's living in integrity. It's being able to have good friendships and relationships. It's living in purpose and accomplishing what God desired for you to accomplish. This is what abundant life and there's some money. But it's not not all about money. But if you don't want any of that, then you don't need this life. Hopefully, you can live raggedy and then get saved right before you die so you don't end up in hell. (laughs) But all of what we desire in life, we're hoping for it. Okay. Good. You're hoping for nothing. Then your faith has nothing to give substance to. Romans 15 and 13, it says, you have to turn there. It says, may the God of hope fill." God is a God of hope. That should be enough right there to say, I need to get hoping for something. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope you gotta have a life that abounds in what hope okay all right Jeremiah 29 11. Uh, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans for your good and not for evil to give you a future and a what hope a future and a hope okay Psalms 39 and 7 and now O oh Lord for what do I wait my hope is in you okay okay Hope is an eager, earnest expectation for something that you have do not, you cannot obtain on your own, or you do not have yet, you do not see. Okay. Trust. When you hear hope, think trust. When you hear hope, think future. Hope is trans. The same word in the Bible is translated shall. We need some future-minded saints. Some of y'all are too comfortable, either living in your past was sitting in your presence, in your presence, and you have no hope for the future. Okay. We understand hope? Class, do you understand hope? Okay, oh, understand? okay good. Let's talk about substance, because this is really the, the, the word that has the most value for us today. It's this word substance, because we have to, once again, we've got to debiblify this word. Because, if you if you if you read Hebrews 11 and 1, I know that I know that without study, it's just words. I mean, come on, think about it. If I walked up to you and said, "Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen," run with it, and then walked away, you you would be like, "What? What did he just say to me?" And the here's the, here's the problem. Most of us are too proud to admit that. So we pretend to understand something that we have no understanding of. And then we never lay hold to what, it's, what it promises us because we never dug in to get the understanding. So we either didn't study to show ourselves approved, or we didn't show up to have nobody teach us. We just went around saying it like we knew what it meant. And then when we don't experience it, who we blame? God. You blame God. Let's understand it. Come on, let's do this together. Substance. The dictionary defines substance as a, I love this teaching, a particular kind of matter with uniform properties. Where my high school students at? Where my middle school? Who took chemistry? Yet? Anybody took chemistry? No, do I took it yet. They don't, they don't teach chemistry in school anymore? Okay, it was college. Okay, they taught us. Periodic table. No, not yet. Okay. Praise the Lord. A particular kind of matter. What are y'all doing, Destiny? What are y'all doing in these schools? No, I'm just fine. <laughs> a particular kind of matter. <laughs> Destiny said, I'm teaching math. Uh, with uniform properties. Um, another definition the real physical matter of which a person or a thing consists and which has a tangible solid. Presence, Okay? Particular kind of matter. You know what matter is, right? something you touch. Huh? You can touch it, right? It has substance and you can feel it and you, know, and you can encounter it with your senses. Taste, touch, feel, smell, matter. Okay. So there's also the real physical matter of which a person or thing consists and which has a tangible, tangible. What does it mean to be tangible? It means I can, I can feel it. So solid presence. Okay, good. Now okay now the word substance in the bible here that word Howard is hypostasis hypostasis h y p o s t a s i s some people pronounce it hypostasis hypostasis or hypostasis okay it, it means actually to stand under of the definition, okay, it means setting or placing under a thing, put under, okay, it means substructure, Elder Thomas, it means foundation, that which has foundation or is firm, okay, it also means that which has actual existence, a substance, real being, That's what the the definition is. Okay. Uh, Sometimes these definitions can sound strange because if you don't study the word, then you have to like read how Hebrew and Greek definitions work. So like when you look up a word, and it's like this word is in the Greek, and then you go look it up. It's like a bunch of bulleted definitions because the words that they used were very, they were way more expansive at times than our words are. Does that make sense? So one word had a lot of meaning to it, and you and, and and in their language, you understood the word, the meaning of the word by the context. Huh? Yes. You want me to come here? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, like in English, right? There, there's words that how you use them tells you what it means. I'm trying to think of a word. Not mm, that's not. Same word, R-E-A-D, is watch well, this. It's the present and it's also the past tense, right? It means to read. Oh, but if I say, well, I I have read, then that tells you it's past tense. Now, now take that same word and and uh culturally contextualize it. You know what that means? Culturally contextualize it for us, and what does it mean? I told somebody about themselves. I told you off, right? Because I read you. I'm about to read you, right? So context is important because where or watch? Okay, watch. Watch out. Watch on my wrist. If I say you better watch out for them, you're not gonna be like, what time is it? No, I'm gonna say what kind of watch you got? You gonna be like Apple Watch? Look at the Holy Ghost. <laughs> told me to hurry up. Okay, I get it. I hear you, God. Okay, so who? <laughs> Substance. I know the people on the internet are like, that's a wild church. Uh, <laughs> to stand under. Y'all stick with me. It's okay. I'm just crazy. Uh, to stand under. Okay. Watch this. It also means the substantial quality, the nature of a person or thing. Okay. The steadfastness of mind, firmness, courage, or re- you hear me? Resolution. These words sound familiar. They make sense. Okay. Confidence, firm trust, assurance. Okay. In its most basic form, taking this definition or this explanation and giving it to you, and here's what it's essentially saying. Faith is the firm foundation of God's word that we— if you're not writing, then you must are going to listen to the podcast because it's a lot of information. It's In its most basic form, faith is the firm foundation of God's word that we stand on— while we wait for the manifestation of the promise of God. Does that make sense? Faith is the firm foundation. When it says faith is the substance, okay, okay, let me let me do this. Let's go back to hope. Hope is the promise, okay? Now God said you could be saved. There's a promise for you. As a matter of fact, he didn't just say you could be saved. He let his son die, shed his blood. He was buried. He was risen. He went into sin. So everything that was necessary for you to be saved, God did. And then he told you, you can have it. That gives you hope. The fact that it, that's hope, okay? Now, now, now the, what all that he did creates hope. Then he put it in the word. So that you could see it, and read it, and understand it, that gives you faith. That gives you a firm foundation to stand on. Watch this, because the word "substance" is loaded. It, it, you got to approach faith with a full understanding of this thing. Okay. Now, now, now let's look. Uh, let's look at this in the Amplified Bible. He was eleven and one in the Amplified. That first sentence says, "Now faith is the." assurance okay it's the confirmation okay it's the title deed of the things we hope for being proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality faith perceiving is real fact what is not revealed to the senses we'll get there next week watch this the words used here assurance confirmation title deed okay okay Faith gives you the ability to be assured that what you are hoping for will come to pass. Are you with me? Okay. Faith gives you a confirmation that what you are hoping for is real. Are you with me? Okay. Faith gives you the title deed to what you are hoping for before you ask Actually, put your hands on it. Anybody ever bought a house? Bought a car. You know what a title deed is? Okay. If I give you, okay, let's do a car. So I say I own my car full out. I own it outright. I ain't got no loan. It's mine. It's paid for. Amen. Destiny says, shout about it. It's paid for. I got a title deed. If you need a car. You come to me, you say, I want to buy. Your Ford Tempo. No, you don't want to buy my Ford Tempo. Okay, never. You don't even know what the tempo is. Y'all young. That is my first car. All right, that's my first car. <laughs> never heard of it, no. <laughs> you heard of it. You don't want it, though. Okay, you want my Lexus. Okay, you want my you want my truck. Okay, here, whatever you want. Okay, I own it. You say I'm gonna buy it. I say okay. Here's the title. I sign the back of my title. I give you the title. It's yours. You say where's the car? It's not here. You got to go get it. Is it still yours? Okay. Because you have the title deed, whether the car is here or not, it belongs to you. And you are not wondering if the car belongs to you or not because you have the what? So because you have the title deed to the car, you now have confirmation that the car belongs to you, and you have assurance that you own a car because you have the title deed. Now, faith is the title deed to what you are hoping for. I'm trying to, hope, I'm, I'm trying to make this make sense, and you've been. Stu- I've been studying this for years, and so sometimes I got to be. I've been careful because it's in me, and so I don't want to move too fast. Uh, Before you lay your hands on the car, before you park the car in your driveway, before you get the car to your house, before you put gas in it, before you put new tires on it, before you change the oil in it, it's yours because you got the title. deed. The car is not Some you know nowadays they got these Teslas and they, they make them custom okay, so okay so you go to the lot, or you go to the realtor. I'm about this house, house built, that new subdivision, right? New subdivision. I'm, I want this house, six hundred thousand. Okay, boom. I got cash. Here's six hundred thousand. Sign this paper. Sign that paper. Here go the keys. I got the title deed. Here go the keys. I now have what? A house, house ain't in the realtor's office. House is in the neighborhood. The house already exists. The car already exists, and and I'm saying this because we're not hoping for things that do not exist. We are believing God for things. He has already done. You got to get this part locked in in faith or else it becomes hard for you. Uh, God is finished creating. He's done. Okay. Uh, Jeremiah 29 11, we looked at this earlier. God said, I know the plans I have for you. Plans for your welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Why does he know the plans he has for you? Because he's already done it. Okay. Second Peter 1 and 3 says... As his divine power has given to, has given, elder, it has given us all things that pertain to what? Life and godliness. So God says, I've already given you everything you need for your life. The problem is not that God has not done it for you. The problem is that it has not come into your manifestation yet. Ephesians 1 3 says blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places who has blessed Colossians 1 15-17 it says uh, it says that that, that 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 Jesus is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of over all creation watch this for by him all things were created That are in heaven and that are here on the earth. Visible and invisible. Are you paying attention? Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Watch this. And he is before all things and in him all things consist. I looked up all things and the definition of all things is all things. Amen. She got it. See? You got to have faith like a baby. Okay, like a little child. Okay, here it is. Okay. Amen. I'm going to do it. When you know the will of God for your life, or you know something is in the will of God for you to have, okay, then you have to know uh, that in God it already exists. If you have a word, if you have a word from God, and I, and I, I, I'm, I'm stressing if you have a word from God. Because here's the because we said this before. We said it last week. I'm just, we said it already today. I'm gonna say it one more time. You cannot have faith for what you don't have the will of God for. You can't believe God for my wife. single brother, that's my wife. You cannot have faith to marry my wife because it is not the will of God that I go to prison. Therefore, it's not the will of God that you have my wife. No, but seriously, some of us, uh, we, we, we can be reckless and believe God for things that are juxtapose or oppose, I should say, to his word. It's contrary to God. It's not in his character for you to have that. You can't pray to God and prosper your drug dealing business. I've been tithing off of it and thank you, keep tithing, but it's not going to bless you. (laughs) You can't, you can't. And watch this. You can't go grabbing scriptures out of context Cherry picking them out of the scripture and saying, Well, since the Bible says this, or, hey, uh, <laughs> let, me, uh, let me find one for you. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna find one for you. Uh, 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 uh. Well, no, you can't do all things through Christ that is in the will of God for your life. That's it. That's a good one. Okay, good. Was it, I wasn't, okay, but let me do that one. Okay. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But the, all things. I have to line up with the will of God. I'm not saying that I can't walk over to the piano and just start playing a concerto. I'm not going to put anything outside of God's ability. I'm just saying, Howard is here. <laughs> Why do I need to go play the piano? There's no will of God there. So if I stand up here and be like, I believe God that I'm finna to walk over that piano and play Great Is Thy Faithfulness, O God, my Father, and walk over there, y'all going to laugh at me because I'm going to look stupid because that's not the will of God. The will of God would be to say, Howard, can you go play Great Is Thy Faithfulness so we can sing that song? And that makes sense. But you need to know the will of God for your life, which means you got you to gotta read, Pray fast, stay in his face, keep your ears open, be attentive, and be willing to obey. And when you decide to live that way, then you can have access to all that God has. But when you're trying to have what God has for your neighbor, you're going to always live in a place of frustration or a lack of integrity. Because now you're going to be trying to take what doesn't belong to you. I'm out of time. I've not even gotten to. Godly. Can y'all give me, can I have five minutes? Okay, five. Thank you so much. Okay, go to Ephesians 6. This is this is verse thirteen. When you know that what you want from God, Snaya, when you know that it is the will of God for you to graduate from high school with honors, you can stand on it, right. Janan. When you know it's the will of God for you to be in the gifted program so you don't have to go to that busted school, but you can go to the better school. You can make the grades to be in that program till you finish school. You can stand on it. When you know it's the will of God for you to have a godly marriage that thrives, you can stand on it because the will of God is the word of God and the word of God Howard is the substance it's the firm foundation it's what you stand on Paul says here to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all that you could stand. Stand, he said, therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. Having your feet. The, the Truth is the word of God. Okay. Righteousness is a fruit of the word of God. He says, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Where's the gospel of peace at? It's in the word of God. Okay. Uh, uh, It's above all things, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Where, Where is your faith founded at? It's on the word of God. Okay. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is. The word of God. Okay. And and praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful until the perseverance and supplication for the saints. Watch this. The enemy wants to steal your faith. Okay. He wants you to believe, uh, uh, Jasmine, that you are not who God says you are. Uh, He he wants you uh, to believe, Riley, that you cannot be who God has called you to be. Uh, He he wants you, Aaron, to believe that you cannot do what God has said you can do. LaShawn, he wants you to believe that you cannot have what God says it's his will for you to have. Uh, So you need real faith in a real God that can help you stand firm in what God has revealed over your life. This is A standing person is not a wavering person. Remember we talked about wavering. Okay, if I'm running the route, I go up 10 yards, I cut two, I stop, bah, so I can receive. If I go up 10 yards, I cut two and I trip over my feet, I'm going to miss what God sent my way. So I've got to have the ability to stand. Oh, God, it's, it's, it's simple, okay? Um, you, you need real faith so then you can walk. Maybe this is easy for you. So that you can walk in what God has promised you. For we walk by faith and not by... Sin. You need real faith... So that you can run the race that God has set before you, Erica, and fulfill the will of God for your life. And how can you stand? How can you run? How can you walk without any ground underneath you? You need firm foundation to stand on. You need now unless you know something, I don't know. You can't walk on air. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm, you can do all things, right? I told you uh, You can't walk on the air. You can't run on clouds. That's why you take planes. You. So most importantly, again, then, faith is the firm foundation of God's word that we stand on while we wait for the manifestation of the promises of God. We must understand that the promises of God over our lives, according to His will for our life, they already exist. And that, no, I'm not done. I'm not done. Hold on, hold on. I said, I said, I said him, I lied, Howard. I'm sorry. And they're coming to you. I lied. I'm sorry. Forgive me, Lord. Watch this. I got to finish. They they won't fail. God's promises don't fail. They don't no show. They always show up. The question is, will you be there? Colondra when they show up. It's never a question of whether God's going to come through. The question is where will you be when he comes through? That's This is the problem. Uh, Colossians t- uh, 1.21 uh, it says this way. It says and you once who were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works yet now he has reconciled. Verse 22 In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and brother approach in his sight. Verse 23 if indeed you continue in the faith grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard which was preached to every Christian of which I Paul became a minister. You gotta remain grounded and steadfast. You can't Jason be moved away from the hope. You gotta stick with the hope even when it looks like what God promised might not ever happen you gotta stick with it I'm sticking with it I said it today I decided to wait on God I'm sticking with the word if he said it I think he meant it as a matter of fact if he said it I know he meant it because God is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man Howard that he should repent if he said it won't he do it if he spoke it won't he bring this is the Bible Hebrews 10, 34 through 39. as we get to 11 and 1, this is how we get to 11 and 1. It says, for you had compassion on me in my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Verse 35, therefore, do not cast away, Elder Thomas, your confidence, which has a great recompense for reward faith has a payday coming faith will pay out cause God's gonna pay out okay okay Uh, he says for you have need of endurance so that you have done the will of God you may receive the promise for yet a little while (laughs) he who is coming will come and he will not tarry now the just shall live by what Faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. I'm gonna give you two examples. We're about to go. Watch this Elder Thomas started a business in zone sports. Now, Elder Thomas had a word from God, he believed that God had something for him to do. He knew it was part of his purpose in his life. And so he stepped out on what? Faith. He stepped out on a firm foundation. <laughs> he put his money in it. Okay? Now, 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 he, he started putting a camp together. Okay? Now, now, the Bible says here, uh, it says, don't throw away your confidence. He started putting signs out, he started going to meetings. I said, El Thomas, how many people you got? Passed out. God, well first of all, the guy who gave me the joint, he backed out on me. Don't worry, God will give you another place. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, ain't nobody responded. That's all right, Elder Thomas. Elder Thomas, you got to worry. Elder Thomas, what you doing today? I'm putting out signs, sir. I'm looking on Facebook. You got a post up. Uh, Elder, the date's coming. The camp is coming. Uh, what's it looking like, Elder Thomas? Uh, 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 pastor, I'm still I'm waiting, I'm waiting for some people. I have some people who said they was going to join it. I'm waiting on them to come through. Well, come on, Elder Thomas. You, yeah, I'm sticking with it, Pastor. I'm still on it. I'm not throwing away my confidence. Ah, for for I have need of endurance. This is endurance. Endurance. You, you ever worked out? And some people can get on the treadmill and, and we can run for one minute. Oh, you judging me? Oh, because you run. Oh, you run a long time? Okay. We we got one minute endurance and then we walk. But you'll be next to that guy. And he'll be running, and you'll be like running for 13 minutes at like number 10 speed. What's wrong with him? He's got endurance. How did he get endurance? He kept on working. He kept on working. You have need of endurance. How do you get endurance? You keep on believing you keep on trusting God. You keep you keep relying on God. You keep sticking with God. When it doesn't look like it's going to happen, you keep on going. When it looks like it's not going to work out, you keep on going. And then you get what God promised you. And when you get what God promised you, guess what you got? You got a stronger faith muscle. So now you come to the next obstacle which is a little bit more difficult than the last one. But you got a little bit more endurance. So you can hang in there a little bit longer. And you can accomplish something a little bit harder. At the time I said, I got endurance. And I'm going to keep Because you got to pay attention to the word. It said that after you have done the will of God, you would receive the promise. Now, at the time, it said it's the will of God for me to hand out signs, for me to talk about my camp, for me to put my posts on Facebook, for me to go meet with people, for me to to take no from him and rejection from them. It's the will of God. I got to keep going for yet a little while. will come and he will not tarry. Sometimes God's little while may feel like you're forever. <laughs> Sometimes says, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It feels like forever. But guess what? I went over to the sports center one day and I stepped inside the gym and I looked around and I said, look at all. Oh. No, I'm just playing. That's not what i said. That's but what I realized was other people would have quit. Lesser, lesser men of God would have given up. But he waited on God. And after he did the will of God, he received the promise of God, which is a full camp with children from wall to wall. So many kids, he didn't have enough coaches. That's the kind of God problems. I want. I want, I want, I want so much of what God promised me, but I gotta hire more people to help me manage it. Y'all ain't talking back to me. He received the promise because he stood firm on the word he had from God. You ever ridden the train? I can't even finish today. I'm gonna give you this last analogy. We going home. What? You ever ridden the metro? You have. All my kids rode the train. You ever you, you ever rode the train? Who has never ridden the train? Also, oh, everybody knows. Okay, you go to D.C., you go to Baltimore, wherever you go, New York, whatever. You go downstairs, train coming. I'm taking the C train, taking it, I'm taking the red line. I'm going from, uh, 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 I don't know, I'm going from one station to the next. I can't think of a station right now. I'm taking the green belt, taking the green line from green belt, and I'm going into to D.C. I'm going to Petworth, Union Station. Nigga. I'm going Union Station. I'm going. I'm going somewhere. Dude. Now I'm standing on the track. I'm standing on. I'm standing on the. I'm standing on the what? On the what? What's a platform? Thank <laughs> like, you. Oh, I'm standing on my firm foundation, waiting on the train. Guess what is 100% gonna show up? The train. Guess who has a chance of missing it? Me. If I do what? If I'm I'm late or if I leave before it gets there. And that is usually what happens to us. God gives us a promise and he says now here's where you need to be and here's when you need to be there. And you get there but it's too long of a wait for you. So what do you do? You try to leave the platform and go find a way to make it work for yourself and right after you walk off your firm foundation, your promise shows up. You miss it and guess who you blame? God. Because you didn't stay where he planted you to receive what he had for you you gotta stay on your firm foundation if you're gonna receive the promise and our foundation is the word and the will of God will you wait on God to show up with what he has for you or you gonna go try to make it happen for yourself and miss all that he has everybody standing to your feet we got to go home I can't finish today. We'll be here for another two hours. I I don't even know what I was thinking. I got like four more pages of notes for y'all. This is the faith keeps you grounded and settles you while you wait for the promise that you know is coming. You're not agitated, you're not wondering, you're resting an assurance that since I know he already did it, I know it's going to happen for me. Faith is the substance of things hopeful. The evidence of things. We're going to deal with the evidence next week. (laughs) Because you only present evidence for something that already happened. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Because he won't give up
1: on you. He's able to do just what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill every promise to you.
0: It's nothing God promised you. That he doesn't intend on delivering on. And you gotta stand on that firm foundation and trust that he's more than just able. He's also willing. Within God's ability is God's willingness. And you gotta become fully persuaded that if God promised it to the Harding family, he's gonna deliver. You gotta be fully persuaded. That whatever God has promised Sister Consandra, he's going to do it for her. The Butler household has to be convinced that if God spoke it over us, he's going to fulfill it for us. Every one of you watching us from home today, if you got a word over your life, you have to be fully persuaded and you got to not give up on God because he is able to do what he said he would do and he's also willing father we thank you for this time in your word today we thank you that you're growing our faith you're growing our understanding you're growing our wisdom you're growing our knowledge and you're helping us God to overcome uh, the, the tendency to quit and to give up before our time God thank you for increasing faith for giving us more hope and for helping us to endure the season of waiting because sometimes we're only waiting so that we can be better prepared for what it is you have for us. Thank you, Lord, that we're not quitters. We're not of those who draw back, but we're of the ones who wait on the Lord in faith. Believing for his promises. Increase us this week. Let this word come alive in our hearts. Help us to meditate on it and to grow from it and to grow through it, God, so that we can see what others said was impossible become possible in our lives. Let us see your will come to pass in every area of our lives. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Come on.